Hello, I'm author and psychologist Dr. Deborah Campbell, and welcome to the Couch Podcast. Each episode, we talk about building self knowledge, inner strength, and I'll answer questions too about dealing with all of life's challenges. And if you have a question you'd like to ask, you can email it to me via the link in the show notes. In this episode, developing your self-esteem and self-compassion, I'm going to show you some practical ways to strengthen your self-esteem and kindness to yourself every day. What I've become aware of in my own life is that learning to treat yourself well, particularly in the way you speak to yourself in your own head, isn't frivolous, it's not silly new age BS, although unfortunately it often comes across that way. It's actually a set of vital skills and understandings and a whole attitude to life that makes a world of difference to your mental health and well-being over the long term. In previous episodes of The Couch, I've talked about the three great loves of your life. Those three great loves are having some uh, great mindful relationships, be it with other people, with animals, with your sense of the sacred, with any other beings uh, in your life. Then there's being kind to yourself, having compassion for yourself in life, as well as being able to find your passions and your flow, your sense of those things you love most that you can completely immerse yourselves in at time, yourself in at times, lose yourself in, that can be so sustaining for energy, for joy, for happiness. Uh, that can be your work or it can be other kinds of pursuits and pastimes. So today we're going to focus on those last two, being kind to yourself, looking after yourself well, and finding flow, finding those things that nourish you and energize you to strengthen your self-esteem and kindness to yourself. I get so many questions about how to build self-esteem because feeling low about oneself is so common in our culture. So let's look at a good action plan, some steps that everyone can take. Number one, always the first step is to be mindful, to develop your self-awareness so that you can hear those harsh thoughts or internal criticisms that you offer to yourself in your head if that's how you roll on a regular basis. You've first of all got to become aware of it so that then you can change it if you want to. So get to know how you really speak to yourself in your own head. And you don't have to become a regular meditator to become more mindful, to become more self-aware, although it is a great way in to just take some time each day or whenever you can remember to sit quietly, even for a couple of minutes, and just watch the thoughts and feelings that occur to you as they rise and fall. Observing them without really trying to judge them as good or bad or anything. Just seeing them, just getting to know the voice of your mind. Often you'll hear things that are a bit mean, that are judgmental, that are harsh. Most of us have things we're not entirely proud of in our history and things we want to hide or may give ourselves a hard time about without even realising. But they're often quite shallow things 
in many cases and they they take on a lot of power and come to look really spooky to us really haunting because they sort of hide in the dark and we we give them lots of energy of um, fear about them being revealed but once we really kind of let them out there you don't have to tell them to people but kind of own it in yourself and say you know what am I that different from everybody else am I that shameful or that outstandingly bad usually the answer in most ways is no we're all pretty much the same and once you own that stuff it can feel like it's not really worth worrying about and certainly not worth recycling lousy thoughts criticisms judgments and spending all that energy trying to hide feeding fear of uh, of being revealed for something terrible which is just not the truth so let yourself become aware of your habitual thoughts and feelings about yourself and and start to realize that whatever they are thoughts aren't facts Thoughts are not facts. Always remember, you can question and reinterpret the meanings you make out of old stories about your life and yourself. You can question limiting beliefs you come across and you can find new meanings by looking at the strengths or the things you had to overcome in the mistakes you made and the struggles you've had. And it'll help you to be kinder to yourself if you start to celebrate those strengths you identify. So that's the second thing. From becoming more aware and perhaps easing up on the negatives, you can start to celebrate the strengths and the good stuff that has happened or is happening in your life. Make it a daily habit to replay happy times to think about your strengths and, and the good, the small achievements as well as the big, and reflect on everything that's going well in your life from the smallest things. Look back with pride on the big things too. Look back with pride on conquering any fear, anything you've overcome, and give yourself credit. You'll find that you feel stronger and more fulfilled if you can do that. Also try to prioritise experiences over things because when you prioritise having experiences that feed you, that give you joy, fulfilment or help you feel more courageous, you're feeding your self-esteem. Whereas stuff just doesn't have that kind of power. It's it, the, the power of getting more stuff wears off really quickly. So prioritise learning ideas, relationships and conversations. The pleasure of stuff is short-lived but experiences create memories that can give you a lot more lasting pleasure. Plan some new experiences too of things you've always wondered about but haven't tried so you can push back gently against resistance or fear that may have been holding you back because there's nothing like a little push against your fears to help you feel more proud of yourself. Work consistently towards what you want. Your self-esteem skyrockets when you consistently do what you say you're going to do or when you get back on track quickly if you miss and uh, mess up 
and keep giving your best. Focus on on daily consistency, step by step towards what you want and not on fantasies of perfection or worries that you've, you've slipped up. Don't just think about stuff. Get on with it and do it if it's something you want. If you want to start exercising, do it. If you want to meditate, just do it for two minutes. You know, don't think about it. You want to eat better? Start now. Just do it and keep choosing to do it. Because consistency is a massive part of building self-esteem when you start to trust yourself and trust your word that when you say to yourself you want to do something, you do it. There's nothing better than feeling you can trust yourself and that you're there for yourself. Succeed or fail, it grows self-esteem and self-respect to use your abilities and extend your courage rather than hiding from challenges. It is absolutely natural that you feel resistance at times if you try to let go of old beliefs or thoughts, entrenched stories or habits that are not good for you. You know, there'll be a lot of resistance there, but that's where you can really show yourself the character that you're capable of and and rise yourself in your own eyes. Your old ways might have served you well in the past, but if they're not serving you now, then it's time to let go and be kind about that. In the process, you might have to get past a few fears that have been keeping you stuck. Because if anything slows us down and trips us over in inner journeys and growth, it's fear. So consider whether you can safely test any of the fears that you acknowledge you have. Have a think about what those fears are that might hold you back. Can you test any of them? Can you gently push against their boundaries and extend yourself? Brainstorm what's in your power to do and embody and have for yourself if you were to look beyond the fear and push out a little bit. It's also important to develop a comforting, soothing process for dealing with your unhelpful feelings, difficult moments, and when fear or mistakes are getting the best of you. Know what helps you best. For example, writing helps me a great deal. Helping other people, talking to others, helps me a great deal. Helping someone can be a great way to get out of yourself Really, nothing will bring you out of your own worries faster than to lend a hand to someone else for a while. Also, make sure you keep good company. That's great for building your self-esteem. You know, there's a saying, before you diagnose yourself as having depression or having terrible low self-esteem, check you're not just surrounded by assets. Although it's kind of a joke, a little rude, there is something quite psychologically sound in that saying. You've got to choose to be around people who aren't afraid to give you compliments, give you support, recognize your strengths and be kind and generous because otherwise, of course, you're going to feel lousy. It's also important as well as looking at the company you keep to learn to be okay with being alone sometimes. Your relationships are so important and they're one of the great loves of our lives. 
but there are the other loves too, looking after ourselves and finding what lights us up even when we're alone. Learn to use and value time by yourself. It might be that you have to teach yourself gradually, but you can get there. Find your flow by trying things and wondering about where you lose yourself and enjoy being absorbed completely. Follow the joy of your interests and passions until you find places where you feel full and enriched and happy in your own company. Try not to look entirely to others, but look for what you crave in them, in yourself too. Because in fantasies, we sometimes reveal to ourselves the qualities and feelings we most desire. And fantasizing about how much we like someone else or craving to be near them all the time can be beautiful. But it can also provide clues about what we want to feel more in ourselves or in our own private time alone. Sometimes in fantasizing about others or yearning to be with them all the time, we're actually craving something we've never had or something we feel we've lost that's fulfilling to us, some quality, some feeling, some desire that the other person is representing that is not the only source of for us. So it's useful to explore how you can give yourself more of what you long for in others or in spending time with others and take yourself another step closer to feeling fulfilled even when you're alone. Otherwise, we can find ourselves crying for the moon to get a sense of fulfillment from others And that's not the only place. And it's not the place over which we have the most power most of the time. If you'd like to read more about this stuff, more about the three great loves of our lives, and more about my journey and how that can be a tool and a guide in your own, I recommend taking a look at my book, Lovelands. It's available in all good bookstores and online through Amazon, Booktopia, and many other places. I'll see you next time on the couch.